coming up. But when we sin against God, we give the, the, the devil room and the church loses ground, we get penalized. Right. We get set back when we sin against God. That's good. And that and that's time on our on the clock of our life that we can't get back. It's gone. Yeah. That time is wasted. That time we spent sinning against God, the clock of our life is still ticking and you can't reverse the clock back. That's right. You lost time on the clock. But I got good news for you though. That if you confess your sin. Yeah, yeah, that part. <laughs> that part. <laughs> and you grow, then you can, though you lost the time, you can gain the you can gain the ground back that you lost though. Yeah. Hello, and thank you for joining us on One by One, the podcast ministry of Pastor Robert Scott of Quench Life Christian Fellowship. Did you know the devil only has three weapons he uses against us? But don't be fooled. He may only have three weapons, but he has plenty of tricks. Join us for the message series, Propositions from the Devil, where Pastor Robert and his wife Carolyn carefully walk through many of the traps from our very real enemy and the tools we possess to be victorious against him. Here's the third message in the series, The Word is the Greatest, Part 1. Today will be the third message in the series, um, the series entitled Propositions from the Devil. And um, just a, a, a few highlights from what we've covered so far. We, we, we talked about how the devil is real. <laughs> his, his power is real. His existence is real. His mission is real. His activity is real. His traps are real. We talked about how his future is real. Mm -hmm. And so we laid we laid that out. And then we also talked about um, how the devil's tactics and how how there's a level of predictability with the devil, because there's really only three weapons that he has and, and to attack us. And then you can add a fourth and then he does a combination of them. And we're going to revisit this idea as we're continuing this message. And we talked about that. We talked about how um, uh, we were made to love and be loved. We, um, we need to understand that because of sin, our, our device that we use, our internal device to love is damaged. And, and then our love detector is damaged. And I'm just giving you a few highlights of what we talked about so far. And so today, we're going to uh, move to our third message in the series. And <laughs> we, we, this, this is going to be interesting. Um, and the subtopic is the word is the greatest. The word is the greatest. That's word with capital W, capital O, capital R, capital D. <laughs> the word is the greatest. Part one. This will be part run. Part one of the word is the greatest. You know, in October, on, on October 1st of 1975, some of y'all may not have even been born then. I know I was just 10 years old, so. But on October 1st of 1975, one of the most entertaining and brutal boxing matches took place in the history of boxing. Uh, Muhammad Ali, who was the heavyweight champion of the world, 
and whose nickname was the greatest, <laughs> squared off against smoking Joe Frazier uh, with, the, with, the, with the heavyweight championship belt on the line. And this was their third time fighting each other. Um, Joe Frazier had won the first one and Muhammad Ali had won the second. And the fight took place in Manila, <laughs> which is the capital city of the Philippines. Hence, this fight became known as the Thriller in Manila. <laughs> yeah. Some of y'all heard about this. Mm -hmm. And so today, I want to talk to you about someone who is truly the greatest, the greatest of all time, and a fight that he had with the devil himself. All right. All right. This person is the greatest because no one else who ever walked the earth has come out victorious against the devil but him. Hmm. In other words, the devil has defeated everybody who ever lived but this person. Um, the, the devil has influenced every person yeah. to sin against God except one, and his name is Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The devil tried on several occasions to defeat Jesus Christ, but I want to talk to you about an important fight that they had at the beginning of Jesus's public ministry, mm -hmm. which I will call the thriller in the wilder. <laughs> the thriller in the wilder. In the wilder. Huh? And, and wilder is short for wilderness. Wilder, wilder is short for wilderness. Okay. So let me set up this epic fight um, by, uh, by establishing that Jesus is, in fact, the greatest. So on your outline, write this down. Some reasons Jesus Christ is the GOAT, mm -hmm. the greatest of all time, G-O-A-T, mm -hmm. the GOAT. He is, he is the greatest of all time. I just want to give you some reasons why. So we, we don't have... Uh, any uh, disagreement upon the fact that he's the greatest and he holds the championship belt. So All right. we want to be clear about that. All right. Uh, the first reason is he came down to earth from heaven. Mm -hmm. He came down to earth from heaven. Look what it says here in John 3, 13 and verse 31. No one has ever gone to heaven and returned but the son of man has come down from heaven. Let me pause this. The son of man is one of Jesus's titles. Mm -hmm. So we're talking about Jesus. It says the son of man has come down from heaven. Mm -hmm. And then verse 31 says, he has come from above and is greater than anyone else. Mm -hmm. We are of the earth and we speak of earthly things, but he has come from heaven and is greater than anyone else. Amen. He's the GOAT, y'all. He's the greatest. He's the greatest. Um, and I think it's best that you are and I am on his team, okay? Because right. if yeah. he's the greatest, we should want to be on his team. Yeah. And guess who his team is? His team is the church. That's right. It's the church. He said, upon this rock, I will build my church. Yes. And aren't you glad to be a part of the universal church of God? Yes. Uh, you should be because you're on the team. You got the greatest whoever walked the earth on your side and right. on your team. Right. As your leader. Yes. 
He's the greatest yes. of all time. Yes, the true greatest. The of true all greatest time. of all time. And because we are on his yes. team, we need to live like we're on his team. That's right. I told y'all some time ago how we we do some kind of we do some stuff. We put the other team's jersey on at times. And guess the other team? <laughs> the other team is the devil's team. Uh -huh. We put on his team sometimes well, on his jersey. His jersey. Yeah, we we shoot the ball at his goal. Uh -huh. You know, we kick we kick the ball into his net. Um, at times, just giving them all kinds just of give, credit. Giving them all kinds of credit. All kinds of credit. All kinds of points. That's right. Yeah. And we do it when we sin against yeah. God. When we yeah. sin against Jesus That's Christ, we're good. kicking the ball into the net of the devil, yeah. giving the giving the devil points. And I want you to know that when we sin against God, the referee throws a flag. <laughs> right. He throws a flag <laughs> against the church. Says right. the, the church and the church loses ground. The church loses wow. ground. Jesus yeah. says, I'm going to build my church and the gates of hell won't prevail against it. Mm -hmm. But when we sin against God, we give the, the, the devil room and the church loses ground. We get penalized. That's right. We get set back. Mm-hmm. When we sin against God, that's good, and that and that's time on our on the clock of our life that we can't get back. Mm -hmm. It's gone. Yeah, that time is wasted. That time we spent sinning against God, the clock of our life is still ticking, and you can't reverse the clock back. That's right. You lost time on the clock. Mm -hmm. But I got good news for you, though. That if you confess your sins, yeah, yeah, that part, <laughs> that part, <laughs> and you grow, then you can, though you lost the time, you can gain the, you can gain the ground back that you lost, though. Yes, you yes. can gain, you can get that back because you got right. And God, the Bible tells us in 1 John 1 9 that if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Yeah. So He picks up the referee flag and says, Put that back in your pocket. Mm -hmm. That's right. <laughs> Put it back in your pocket. Yeah. We're going <laughs> to reverse the call. We're going to reverse the call. <laughs> we're going to reverse the call. Yeah. But we can't reverse the clock. Uh -huh. But we can reverse the call. Yeah. And so yeah. when we confess our sins, then Jesus, then we can get the ground back, but we don't lose the time. Amen. We I don't like get that. the time back. We lose that. Amen. It's gone. It's gone. Amen. But Jesus is the greatest. And I'm so glad mm -hmm. that I'm on his team. And if you're on the team with me, I'm glad you're on my team too. Amen. But let's act like we're on the same team <laughs> and let's live like we're on his team. Yes. yes let's do that. Yeah. The second reason that Jesus is the GOAT is he is the living word. Mm -hmm. He is the living word. Capital W, capital O, capital R, capital D. He's the living yeah. word. This means the word of God mm -hmm. is the greatest. Yeah. Think about that. Not only is the, 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 the word of the word, the living word of God, Jesus Christ, the greatest. And we're going to see this in the text, mm -hmm. but also the written word of God yeah. is the greatest. Amen. And I want to ask you, is the written word of God and the living word of God, Jesus Christ, the greatest in your life. Mm -hmm. Does God's living word and written word take paramount is takes top billing in your life? Mm -hmm. Is it your first priority? Is he your first priority? Yeah. It ought to be. Yeah. Because he's the greatest. Amen. Look what it says here in John 1, 1 through 3, and then verse 14. It says, In the beginning was the word. 
And that's talking about Jesus, y'all. Mm -hmm. And the word was with God. Mm -hmm. And the word was God. Okay. He was with God in the beginning. Through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that was made. Amen. And then look what it says in verse 14. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father, full of grace and truth. Mm -hmm. The word became flesh, y'all. And the word is the greatest. That word, the word, the Greek word for word here in this passage is logos mm -hmm. or logos. And to help you understand this is think about creation, what happened in the book of Genesis. You see what it said here. First of all, what it said in what we just read, mm -hmm. that nothing was made without him. Right. Nothing was anything that was made was mm -hmm. it was nothing made with, that was made without him. Mm -hmm. and he was there in the beginning okay. so then we take that to heart and then we look at think about genesis chapter one and the creation how god created the the it said remember remember this now it said in genesis that god spoke everything into existence right the scripture says and god said mm -hmm. and god said let there be light let there be grass, let there be trees, let there be animals, etc. God spoke these things into existence. And so the word of God, the word of God became flesh. The word of God is the greatest. Amen. Right? There's nothing that exists that would that without the word. Mm -hmm. And Jesus Christ is the word of God. That's another one of his titles. And then we get a prophecy about him coming in the flesh in Isaiah 9 and 6, where it says, for to us, a child is born. Mm -hmm. To us, a son is given and the government will be on his shoulders and he will be called wonderful counselor, yes. mighty God, mm -hmm. everlasting father, prince of peace. Amen. Jesus is God in the flesh. Yes, he is. God in the flesh. Amen. So well, that's two reasons mm -hmm. that he's the greatest. Let me give you a third reason he's the greatest now. Let me give you a third reason. He lived a sinless life. Mm -hmm. He lived a sinless life. Jesus said himself here in John 8, 29, he said, the one who sent me is with me. He has not left me alone for I always do what pleases him. Yeah. That's what Jesus said. Jesus says that I'm always pleasing my father. That means he's never sinning against him. Mm -hmm. He's never displeasing him. Right. Um, Jesus said, I'm always pleasing the one who sent me. Mm -hmm. think, think about that. We live a life that's pleasing to God. And then when you don't please him, do it like we said earlier. First John 1, 9. Confess right. it. I, Lord, I messed up. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. I messed up. And then in first Peter, 2, 21 and 22, it says this about Jesus' sinless life. It says, to this you were called because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. So we should follow in his steps of, of pleasing God. Mm -hmm. And then verse 22 says, he committed no sin right. and no deceit was found in his mouth. Yes. 
That's our goal, y'all. That's our goal. Our goal is to not sin. It ought to be because mm -hmm. that's what pleases. That's how we please the Father. Right. Right. We should make that our goal. And then in 1 John 3 and 5, it gives us some more perspective about his sinless life. It says, but you know that he appeared so that he might take away our sins. And in him is no sin. Mm -hmm. And in him is no sin. Amen. He's the GOAT, the greatest person to ever walk the earth. He never sinned. All the rest of us, there's no one else that can mm -hmm. say that. Not a single individual and never will be. Never will be. A single individual who can mm -hmm. say, I never sinned. I want to give you one more reason that he's the GOAT, mm. the greatest of all time. Um, and that is, he came to destroy the works of the devil. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, yes. Thank you, Jesus. Because no, none of us could beat him. He, the devil done whooped everybody's butt. Right? <laughs> right he done right, whooped right, everybody's butt. Right. And so right. the, the devil is that dude, yeah. that dude that nobody can beat. Yeah. And, and everybody tried and nobody can beat him. Uh -huh. And then here comes our Lord to, to take out the one that nobody can beat. Mm -hmm. He's the greatest of all time, y'all. Yes. We got to give it up yes. for him. We got to give it up to Amen. him. Look, Amen. look what it says here in 1 John 3, 8. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> it says the one who does what is sinful is, is of the devil mm -hmm. because the devil has been sinning from the beginning. From the beginning. <laughs> all right. Y'all get that? And then he goes on to say, the reason the son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's work. Mm -hmm. Y'all see that Jesus came to destroy the work of the devil. Amen. Amen. And aren't you glad? Huh. Aren't you glad that because Jesus got the victory over him, then we can get victory because we're on Jesus's team. Yeah. We're yeah. on Jesus's team, y'all. Yeah. And that's what this is about. Mm -hmm. And so as we proceed to talk about this, let's begin our process of talking about, write this down, y'all, on oh, your paper. Oh, oh we, we ready for that? Yeah, okay. we're ready for it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let's begin to, to talk about some B, truth. Right? B. Okay. B on your paper, some truths about the thriller <laughs> in the wilderness. <laughs> okay. The thriller in the wilderness. All right. <laughs> the wilderness is the wilderness. That's right. We're going to talk about that. We're going to get started on talking about it today and we'll complete talking about it next week. Mm -hmm. And this is the fight between Jesus Christ and the tempter. Yeah. Jesus Christ and the tempter. Now, let me say this to you. This, this is the, the primary time which the devil directly went against Christ. Hmm. Other times we see him indirectly going against him. Yeah. Using, yeah. For, using other people to do things against him, using other people to try to kill him. He used Herod and we will Herod to kill all the, the, the children that was two years old and younger. That was the devil's attempt mm -hmm. to kill Jesus as a baby when he heard he was born. Yeah. So there was many instances where Jesus tried to take, Je the devil tried to take Jesus out. Mm -hmm. But this is one where he, uh, he faced him directly himself, not through any other means, not through a demon, not through uh, other people, but himself. Yeah. He showed up. Yeah. That's why we call it the thriller in the wilderness. <laughs>
All right. All right. The first point or truth about the thriller in the wilder is the promoter of the fight was the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit set this thing up, y'all. Mm. This contest, this battle between Jesus and the devil, the Holy Spirit set that up. Mm. Now, the thriller in Manila, um, those of you who are aware, you know who the promoter of that fight was. That was Don King with that big hair, with the big afro. <laughs> Don King was the promoter of the yeah. thriller in Manila. Yeah. But the Holy Spirit was the promoter of the thriller in the wilderness. Yeah, yeah. Look what it says here in Matthew 4, 1. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit. Mm -hmm. He was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. All right. All right. The Holy Spirit led him to the battle, mm -hmm. to the fight. And this was after Jesus was baptized. And again, this was the start of his public ministry. He was about to start his public ministry and where the Holy Spirit came down on him. He got baptized, sent it on him like a dove. God spoke and said, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. And yeah. then the spirit of God said, it's time to go to battle now. Mm -hmm. Led him to the wilderness. Amen. Look what Luke 4, 1 says about the same instance and gives us a little bit more information. Mm -hmm. It says, Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit left the Jordan where he got baptized mm -hmm. and was led by the spirit into the wilderness. Yeah. Yeah. Into the wilderness. The Holy spirit set up the fight y'all. Hmm. All right. He, and, and guess what? Jesus was right where God wanted him to be fighting against the devil. Yeah. Amen. Think about that. That's where God wanted him. Mm -hmm. right here contending with mm -hmm. the devil himself yeah he wanted in there and i want to tell y'all that sometimes god will set us up to be tested that's too. right that's right god will test us now he won't tempt us mm -hmm. but he will test us mm -hmm. he will test us mm -hmm. look what it says here in exodus 20 20 it says Moses said to the people, do not be afraid. God has come to test you so that the fear of God will be with you to keep you from sinning. Hmm. Amen. Y'all hear that? Amen. Moses told the children of Israel, first of all, don't be afraid. And he had to say that to them because some fear must have been starting to rise up. Mm -hmm. And he says, but God is testing you. Yeah. And he's testing you for your own good. Mm -hmm. He's testing you so that the fear of God, the reverence you have for God, the respect you have for God, it will keep you from sinning. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if you think about your life, think about your life. There's been time in your life where uh, you were tested or things didn't go the way you wanted to, or you was in a bind. Yeah. And that bind caused you to think God. You weren't thinking God before the bind. You was like, right. you know, you was like, hey, thinking party, thinking fun, thinking, you know, let 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 things loose. Every, everything but everything Jesus. but Jesus. <laughs> and then you got yourself into a bind. Yeah. Yeah. 
And now all of a sudden you, you're praying. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> you, know, uh-huh. like, you weren't praying before. Yeah. You know, you weren't even thinking about God. Right. Now you're praying. You're praying right. now. God done, you done got into this thing, this test, this situation. Yeah. You know, now you're praying. Yeah. Oh, now you want to read your Bible. Huh? Uh-huh. Oh, now you're singing hymns. Uh-huh. Oh, now you're singing spiritual songs. Oh, yeah. And now the fear of God is on your mind. Yeah. And Moses is telling them, yeah. And the beauty in that is that he just takes us back in because he loves us. So That's much. right. That's right. He already knew he was going to mess up. Yeah. <laughs> and he just takes us right back in and loves us. And that and that's an example of God picking up the flag that the, mm-hmm. the, that the ref yeah. threw out because yeah. we sinned. Pick right. up the flag and say, okay, yeah. you yeah. know, I'm going to reverse that call. Reverse that call. <laughs> let's look at the, call. let's look yeah. at the, re, let's look at the replay on yes. this one. Yes, yes. We're going to reverse that call. Yes. And, and so we ought to be glad that we have a God that does that. Amen. But God will test you. Mm-hmm. He will test you because he wants, he doesn't want us to sin. Is his way of us exercising our faith, putting our faith in action, strengthening us so that we won't sin. Mm -hmm. And then look what it says in James um, verse one, verse 13, chapter one, verse 13. It says, when tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. Yeah. So God doesn't tempt you, but God will test you. He will test us. And we got to understand that. And we should welcome it because it helps us get stronger. It helps us get stronger. And then the second truth about the thriller in the wilderness is Jesus fought the devil on an empty stomach. Hmm. (laughs) Jesus hadn't eaten. Think about it. He's gone gone up against his worst enemy, yeah. With no food. Look what it says in Matthew 2. It says, after fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. Mm-hmm. Talking that's, about Jesus. That's way past hungry. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's way past hungry. Uh, yeah. That's right. 40 days? Yes, yes, yes. No food? Yes. I'm with you on that one. Mm-hmm. All right. Y'all know y'all been y'all been hangry before, right? You've been hangry before? Oh, definitely. <laughs> definitely. And here's Jesus, 40 days, 40 nights. Mm-hmm. No food. I told y'all he's the greatest. Amen. He's the greatest. Most of you know, the rest of us, if, if the devil show up after 40 days. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Be like, what you got to eat? <laughs> wow. Yeah. Look what Luke says here about the same thing here in Luke 4 2. It says, Wherefore, 40 days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing during those days, and at the end of them, he was hungry. Mm-hmm. So not only did he fast 40 days, the, the devil was tempting him throughout the 40 days. Yeah. Y'all get this? The devil was coming at him yeah. throughout the whole 40 days. Yeah. And he's yeah. getting hungrier and hungrier, right? And the devil keep coming. Yeah. He keeps coming. You know, that's how that's how Joe Frazier was. If you're familiar with the way Joe Frazier fought 
Joe Frazier would just keep running you down. You, you keep punching him in the head. Joe Frazier just keep coming. Ali was just hitting him, hitting him, hitting him, but he never stopped coming. He kept coming. <laughs> and that's how the devil is. The devil keeps coming. Yeah. He keeps coming. He ain't going to be nonstop. He's going to be at you. Mm-hmm. You know, he's coming at you. And the devil was coming at the at Jesus for yeah. 40 days. Yeah. For 40 days. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this tells us there are there are there there are times in our life that we should fast. We should fast. And we fast to increase our strength by focusing on God, right. depending on God. Mm-hmm. So Jesus fasted for 40 days. Yeah, amen. While being tempted and attacked mm-hmm. by the devil himself, yeah. not a demon, the devil himself. Mm-hmm. And so there are times that we should fast. Mm-hmm. We don't necessarily need, need to go without eating for 40 days like Jesus did, especially if you have some medical condition that prohibits you from doing that. But we can fast for certain times of the day, certain times of the day. Just pick out some time. I'm not going to eat between this time and that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, then you may pick out a certain days or periods you're going to fast. Mm-hmm. And the goal of that fasting would be to focus on God, yeah. to focus on the things of God, to, mm-hmm. to worship, to read and study your Bible, mm-hmm. um, to meditate on God, mm-hmm. you know, to sing songs about God, to study God's word, um, to just to cause you to set your heart and mind on God, use that time substitute that 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 time of use that time for fasting to focus on God Amen. so that we don't sin against him it's a way to strengthen us and remind us of who God is and how he's the number one priority of our lives so there are Amen. times that we we should fast Amen. apostle Paul um said this in second Corinthians chapter 12 verse 10 he said that is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Man. So Paul learned and understood that it is in his weakness, his weaknesses, mm-hmm. that he gains strength. He gains strength in the Lord. And you may have been there the times that you were weakest is when you felt the closest to God, because sometimes our weaknesses cause us to draw to God. It's like, Lord, I need you. I need you. And then we start to read his word and think about his word, meditate on his word. We start singing songs of praise to him. We start lifting up our hands and our hearts to him. And then God draws nigh to us because we, we were drawn nigh to him. And then the presence of God envelops us. We're strengthened right in the midst of the weakness. Mm-hmm. And Paul learned that. He said, I, I rejoice in my weaknesses because I know that when I'm weak, I'm strong. Yeah. I'd rather be weak in the flesh and strong in the spirit than strong in the flesh mm-hmm. and weak in my spirit. Yeah. It's better to be strong in the, in the spirit. So when we're weak, we're strong. So I want to encourage you to not move, to be strong and steadfast in your work for the Lord and know that God is with you. And Jesus, who is the greatest, is our example of 
of how to live and contend with the attacks of the enemy. And we're gonna kind of continue to talk about this thriller in the wilder next week and get into the particulars of it, see what we can draw from. Amen. You've been listening to One by One. Here's a personal message from Pastor Robert. You may have never said yes to Jesus Christ. Do you know that God loved you so much that he sent his son to die for your sin? If you're ready to say yes to the love that God showed, pray this prayer. Lord God, I admit that I've sinned against you. I believe that Jesus Christ died for my sin and I commit my life to you. I ask that you come into my life, come into my heart, take control, transform me into the character of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want to be the first to welcome you to the family of God. And I want to encourage you to find a church where you can learn more about Jesus, draw closer to God and to other believers. God bless you. To learn more about Quench Life Christian Fellowship, visit quenchlife.org. You can follow us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and connect with us on LinkedIn. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at quenchlifecf to receive regular words of encouragement and ministry updates. Join us next time. Listen to me. That's good. Whatever God has for you to do, he's going to give you the time. He's going to give you the circumstance to get it done. Now, that doesn't mean you're going to do it because that's up to you. Amen. You have to decide you're going to do it. And know that God will protect you, give you the resource, set the scene for you to get it done. You just got to be about it. You got to be about that pleasing God life. Thank you for listening. 